Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 826 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined today once again by David Bray and Ben Askren. That's the duo for the week. We've got some more medalists. We've got some more semifinalists. More good stuff on the Team USA front. Um, we've got a couple more world champs. And uh, we've got Ben. Ben, What's up? You've been watching some of the action we've been talking about a little bit. Yes. What, what are your thoughts? Well, I, I had a thought right before the show, and I wanted to save it. Um, now, obviously, we, we can get into the wrestling, but a few of my athletes yesterday were, you know, have been watching a decent amount of this, and they're like, "Why do these get dudes get so tired?" And yeah. you know, for me, it's like, "Why don't they just train harder?" And for me, it's weird because I think, um, and maybe this is the past me because I don't think I think this way, but like so many people have like looked up to the Soviet training system and how do they get so good? How do they get so good? You know? And I kind of, for a while, I thought that, you know, maybe it's just, it's happenstance. There's not really specific elevated training methods that they had just have been a bunch of good wrestlers in one place and they've been competing with each other and they got good that way. Right. Because when you look at something like this, how tired some of these dudes get, and obviously they're still highly, highly skilled at wrestling. But getting in better shape is not its not hard, Christian. It's not a secret. And the fact that the coaches can't get these dudes in better shape, and not, it's not one dude. These dudes across the board get so tired. I mean, we can – Bennett Berge semifinal we were watching yesterday, right? Um, a couple of Mitchell's matches, uh, the Ben Keeter match. It, it's like it's a, on a very regular basis. These gets, dudes get so tired they want to fall over. How can a coach not just say, hey, let's go another 10 minutes alive? How about that? Like – how how is this even possible? I can't fathom it. As a coach, if my dudes were getting that tired, I'd be like, "Hey, this is this is a simple fix. Let's do a little more live." Yeah. How how can they not figure it out? I don't I don't know. Like I think I would rather just be totally outclassed in like wrestling skill and ability than just falling over tired. Because at least in my mind, it's like, well, it's so much harder to be good at wrestling from a skill perspective than it yeah. is to just to be in base level shape we're not talking I'm, we're not looking for like you know cardio a, machines we're not yeah. looking for cardio machines we're yeah. just saying don't fall over just don't fall over in three minutes in yeah. three in three minutes in three minutes that, and could, my, yeah my kids couldn't grasp this the kids are like ben why can't they get in better shape and i'm like i don't know i don't have a good answer guys this isn't hard just wrestle a little more live like i don't know I, I don't know what they're thinking. I don't know if they think like we we're not allowed to go more live because it's going to be negative or something like that. Um, and obviously, you know, America's not the best wrestling country. We're getting very close to being the best. I mean, I don't think we're going to beat Iran here. But generally, there are a few other countries doing good shape. Iran is generally in really good shape. They don't get all that tired. Um, India is generally in, in really good shape. Also, generally don't get that tired. So there are a few countries who like, I guess you figured it out. But there's a lot of countries where these dudes just fall over, and I I have no answer. I don't know why they just don't wrestle a little more live. It's pretty simple. Yeah, seemingly. And part of me is like some of the guys that have gassed out we've talked about in the past were like, dude, there's, there's something psychological, some sort of a- anxiety, some sort of thing that's like causing them to fatigue because it almost seems impossible for uh, a – mildly athletic person to get tired that quickly like a mental yeah. gas more than anything and i 
Maybe it's that. Maybe they're but like, it, no, it can't be because there's just too many of them. There's no way they all have a psychological issue. There's, it's, I mean, uh, well, Christian, oh, how many how many matches did it happen in? Uh, a per, as a percentage of U.S. matches, it was uh, kind of a big number. I wonder if part of it is the reputation of American wrestling is like they just go into it thinking, oh, my gosh, these guys are going to get me tired. And it's probably intimidating to wrestle or just to compete against America in something in sport. Mm. And I also wonder, like, what kind of what kind of like mental coaching these guys are getting? Like if it's all pressure, all negative reinforcement, maybe they're they're just like freaking out and just like they have all this anxiety built into the match. Like I that's what would that's something like that could make it like well, almost systemic, right? Sure. Uh yeah, yeah. I mean that there's a point there for sure. And then um but when and when I do watch um you know who I watched I watched a few of Mitchell's guys when I was scouting them and I watched um this is a guy he beat in the semis. I watched a few of his matches and like he actually he actually won in the last second of the Euro finals. But he was so tired the whole second period. And these guys, they kind of since both of them aren't really in that good of shape, they kind of have, I don't know, an agreement to not go that hard. But then it would seem if if I'm one of the dudes and I'm in this close match, right? And I know the other guy's tired, I would be like, hey, if I just get in a little better shape, I'll be able to beat him easy. You know what I'm saying? Like skill mm-hmm. level, we're already we're we're kind of equal skill level, right? Him and I are the same. Right. Uh, if I just get in a little bit of shape, he's so tired, I'm going to beat him easy. You yes. know, like, uh, yeah. I mean, so it's not, it, it don't, it, so it isn't just American because I've watched other matches where it's happened. And then, like, you know, Bajra and Gas has, has gassed a bunch of dudes out. And like I said, India and Iran seem to be the two, two other countries that are really genuinely in really good shape. Not yeah. always, but m- the most part. I mean, obviously, we've seen, we've seen, um, Oh my gosh, Yadani's fallen over, but there yeah. are a lot of Iranians who get to an order who can push, 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 and they wear dudes out. Yeah. I, so. I wonder too if, like, like you said, you know, that about that Euro final where they have an agreement to not go that hard. I wonder if that's part of the problem when they do go live in the practice room too. It's like, they do more live, yeah. do more live, but okay, but if it's like not really, if live is not really live, how much does it help? Um, yeah, that's true. The, the other reason I feel like it's in a little bit sharper focus this year is that. Russia is not in the mix. So like Team USA, mm, yeah. we've wrestled 34 matches. We're 24 and 10. Zero Russians because they're not in the tournament. And and so normally you would think we would have probably hit Russia between five and ten times. You know, most ways yeah. uh-huh. we're going to hit them. Sure. And, and, then, and then it's like, you know, th- those are off in the quarters or the semis or the finals. And so um, I, don't, I don't think Russia is in like great shape, but it's not a – it's not a – reason they lose matches all that often and so i i do think percentage wise like we're just seeing a, a little bit more than we would and we're seeing yeah. it in bigger higher profile matches than we normally would too just a little more you know yeah that, that's a great point and i mean as far as like going going hard thing in the practice room um i mean that's there there's something to be said and i, and I think for a while america and i've said this before america was too like just cardio focused and it does still happen in instances and like learning how to actually wrestle is, is such a vital thing where sometimes people get so obsessed with just going hard. They forget to like spend time where to wrestle, but now sp- sparring in America, I think has become very, very commonplace where I would say 10 to 12 years ago, people, it would not have been right. Not even, not even close. Um, so I think that's a, you know, I think that's a good change we've made also. From the chat, John Kozak, I wonder how much of it is systemic training, focusing more on technique through developmental years and then building conditioning later. Might actually hurt them in the short term, but help in the long term. Rely more on technique to win than conditioning. But I feel like there's so I I feel like there's a lot of the senior wrestlers that do maybe not (laughs) as bad as these juniors are doing, but I feel like there are cardio issues. Um and you said even some of the Russians get tired. Just some of them are positionally so sound, it is hard to put too much pressure. Like I said, July, hard to put too much pressure on him because they're so efficient. Because he's so efficient and fundamentally sound, and you put yourself at such a risk by opening up. But obviously, in the first set, July of Snyder match, that was how he beat him. Right, he yeah. got him tired. He so, um, you know, it, it has happened in, in big matches. I mean, Burroughs obviously has gotten some of them dudes super tired. Um, so it's that, you know, we talk about Taylor Yazdani. Um, so there's definitely been those types of matches. 
Um, yeah. Taylor versus not in the Olympic finals. That was a, uh, I mean, obviously it was a great technical attack, but it was, a, it was a cardio issue also. Yazdani was definitely wearing down. Yes. hundred yeah. percent. Uh, so why don't we talk about where we're at right now? Team USA one on, on the, on the women's side, Audrey Jimenez is in the semis. Mm-hmm. She, she looks awesome. Uh, two, mm-hmm. two techs, I believe. Uh, what, what's makes her so exciting as a prospect is just how offensive she is, how fearless she is attacking legs uh, in both her matches. Or her last one, she ended with like a go-behind yeah. to a lace. But her first match, she's just like, she must have taken 15, 20 shots. And like, yeah. she's either scoring or getting stalemated in general. So, I mean, I think she's a really, really fun prospect. I, I'm looking forward to follow. Yeah. yeah, her second match was a little more of a battle, uh, a lot of hand fighting. Um, and she she wasn't getting to her attacks. I mean, she was staying there and she was battling and she just wasn't finding any opportunities, which is, I mean, that's good because actually sometimes people who shoot with a high volume will force attacks when they're not there. And that's obviously not a good thing, you know? So uh, I thought she was patient in her second match when the opportunities weren't there. And then, you know, once she got on top, she text followed her. So it was, it was good. It's, you know, at, being at women's nationals the last couple of years, like you see the level continue to get better and better. But uh, th- so often as the growth or the depth of women's wrestling is is continuing to build, these high level women are in, mo- in mostly mismatches like throughout their careers. And I think sometimes yeah. that can lead people to any, anybody, no matter who you are, to like to go for a higher amplitude move or like, oh, man, I'm I, this is a mismatch. I can do this other thing. But mm-hmm. Audrey has been really consistently focused on like just consistent leg attacks, like basic single leg, get to things that are going to work at the highest level, no matter, you know, regardless of opponent. And I think that is helping her a ton now when she's on this kind of a stage. Whereas um, some of the other women, even at the super high level in in the U.S., they're so used to like going for, you know, something that's four points, but that maybe isn't going to translate real well when you get to a big match like this or a big tournament like this. Whereas Audrey's just like super focused, single leg, get to it, finish. Her semi will be in 15 minutes, so we'll watch that live while we're while we're doing the show. And she, sorry, I got distracted. and I'm watching this. Uh, uh, I don't know why Buzakas is forcing them to challenge this last takedown. Yeah, I don't, I don't like it. It was too. I don't know what. Yeah. What? Yeah, it feels like. Uh, so let's like switch feels... to that then. If we're, if we're gonna talk about it, because um, Buzakas uh, had it... this crazy 16-15 loss in his repechage match to Ukraine. Uh, and Ben's watching the conclusion now where, yeah, I don't even know where I had to, to pause for I had to pause for a while. Uh, yeah, this last takedown, I don't I, I don't know what he wants challenged. Um, it, it I think maybe thought he exposed, but the other guy exposed, but it wasn't. It's not even close. Not even I mean, the guy doesn't even get close to 90, you know, and then um, the guy gets what I think is a pretty clear takedown and he forces them to challenge. I don't know. I don't. I don't know why he wants this. I'm very confused. Yeah, I. I think. I, I just remain just totally fascinated by the the Nick Buzakis trajectory. Like he yeah. he looks so brilliant in in some aspects, and sometimes you're like, how did you get yourself in this this situation? <laughs> I I yeah. I think he's a pretty clear candidate for a redshirt. I think it would be really yeah. good for him. Just like have a year yeah. in the room develop just get more of those feels like of wrestling grown men too who can like physically challenge him because he had it, what he brings for power is like it's insane but yeah. he, there's and just then, some feel things yeah and then on top on top of the, it being not controversial in my opinion um in 13 15 he has the only four point move um i don't know if that's true he got thrown early he got too. forward like right away uh, on the score chart, it has. I also I thought about it, and yeah, on the score chart, it has it as two, two, two. Uh, on the score chart, if you look Could at it, wrong. it has. Well, I'm I'm saying what the score chart says, which would have been what the scoreboard said. So they would have had to go back and protest or something. The score yeah. chart says only a four point for Buzakis. You can uh, you can go look yeah. at it. On, Are you go, looking at that on arena? arena? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, that's not the official score. That's how. Yeah, uh, that's just someone watching and. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, not necessarily accurate. I was gonna say because then at two point. Well, in this instance, but if they each had one four, um, and they each had one one, then a two point would have tied it up. Whereas if you give them another point from the protest, it doesn't tie. Two point doesn't tie it up anymore. 
Yeah, I don't know about that. Um, I, I think he was going to be losing on criteria regardless. Yeah. I, he might have given up no, two. No, 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 no. I'm well, saying, I'm saying, uh, wait, are you sure? I, I'm saying it was 13 15, and then he challenged. The challenge made it 13 to 16. Mm-hmm. But so when it was, if it's when 13 to it 15 and he gets a two point takedown, I think he's winning. But when it was 13 13, Buzakis scored his point last, and, and the other guy still had criteria. So, um, yeah. So I think if it would have been 15 15. It still yeah, would have been the same. Score chart, so I can't, I can't trust you. So he gets four immediately. Yeah, I'm trying to read the score chart. Four, cause... two. All right. Two Bazakas. Another four. He got four twice. Oh, that was why. Okay. Yeah. Well, then it makes it at least a little more sense. Yeah. Um, but bad, bad challenge still. Yeah, he got taken right over. Um, uh, okay. okay. So on the positive note, uh, Jory Volk looked uh he looked great. That was right after we went on the show. He won three two. Uh he man, he came out of nowhere to be a, a world champ this year. Seriously. I mean Seriously. is there an example? I mean Makai Lewis did this. Yeah. Um in twenty eighteen, I wanna say. Um we could probably go to the Jory Volk. He was already in college though at that point. He was uh Yes. But I mean, I think he had uh he had redshirted, you know. Yes. It was, it was yep. definitely not a, a known commodity. He lost I, to Jeremiah Moody at the Open that year, mm-hmm. and then made the team and won Junior Worlds. Man, the takedown. Oh, that he Sorry, gets go ahead, here, the, the takedown that Volt gets in this in this uh, World Final is just. I, I love all the adjustments he makes in here. It's super nice. Yeah, he had a battle for it big time between the legs. Um, I, I was thinking about this team, not to get off the individuals, but it's seven high schoolers and only three people have actually been in college. And then of those three people who have been in college, none of them have had collegiate success. You know, probably I, I believe uh, they all red shirted. Um, and I was thinking back to like last year's team, for example, just Keegan and Rocky came at the top. Of they both had already all American at NCA. And I think usually you, you see, um, both more college kids on the team and then college kids who maybe had some success. And this year there was zero. Is Dayton the last guy that won this weight for us at Junior Worlds? Hmm. I want to say. 157? Yeah. Um, this is, this so. is typically a really tough weight um, full of a lot of really good guys. And even Dayton needed a – he didn't win his first time. I mean – he was such a known commodity when he won. I think he was bronze the year before. Like Jory still got a year of yeah. junior eligibility after this. It's it's really really impressive and yeah. You know, no, he was not on the radar to make the team and then he wins. Yeah. Pretty, pretty I feel insane. like the majority of this team has at least a year left. Um there's a, there's only a couple that don't. Yeah. Um 65 70 74 yeah Facundo is probably his last year Facundo's probably out and Cor- Cor- Cornella and Jackson Smith I'm not sure about but uh the other seven uh, should still have eligibility yeah so exciting um exciting for mm-hmm. Jory and Wyoming wrestling fans he said in his yeah. post-match interview that you know he he's ready to go right away he doesn't Clearly. know yeah obviously he is but I mean even from like uh does he want to go right away it sounds like he's open he wants he's open to it. I don't know if he's like has a preference, but he said he and Branch have had conversations about it. He's not sure what they're going to do, but it's definitely on the table. So, uh, uh, I, I mean, this is a guy where the five the five varsity matches like they're gonna they're gonna want him as much as possible. I hope we see him at CKLV. Um, get, you know, see where he stacks up against a, a good bracket, and and then from there, man, I I really hope he goes right away. Yes, I um, I'm trying to think. Uh, oh, I got an answer. So, oh, on the five days thing, remember we had the question like, do two-day tournaments count as two dates on the five? Remember yeah. this question? Okay, so yeah. here's what it is. You can – two of the five dates can be two-day events. So you can do two two-day events and they don't only count as one. But if you add a third, you can do a, a third tournament, two-day tournament, but it would count as two dates. Does that make sense? Yes. That's, Got it. Uh... So yeah, you could do CKLV it. and Midlands, yep, and that could mm-hmm. be your two. And then you could do three other dual meets, 
or one mm-hmm. day events, one day opens, whatever, and that would count as your five. Or What's you could that? do what? I'm just trying to think how many how many two day events are there? Not that many. There's not that many, right? There's no, I basically I think all the opens are one day now. Uh, I don't think any of them yeah. last two days. So it's yeah. like CKLV, even Reno's one day. CKLV, mm-hmm. Midlands, Scuffle. Um, but Java's not going to do both of those. Right. I mean, you could. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's not. Maybe, what about uh, Collegiate National Duels? I think that might have been two days last year. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess you could do, yeah, a dual tournament type of situation. That could be a scenario. <laughs> I don't know why you wouldn't just call a couple sets of duels one event then. Like, you know. What do you mean? Like, I mean, if you're if you're going to schedule a couple duels back-to-back, like call it the dual open. Singular like, event. But Bonanza. Yeah, the dual Bonanza. <laughs> This isn't. This is not a. Uh, yeah. This isn't one event. This is a bonanza. This guys. is a bonanza. You're gonna see. I, I bet you're gonna see pretty soon. Like you know, people gamed the extra batches thing. Mm. This is gonna get gamed. Why not? Well, I just don't know what's what's the real. Just for the few true freshmen, you want to do three multi day event. Like, I don't see that. I don't know. Being a thing. I don't know. Maybe we'll see. These coaches are pretty. Uh, they're pretty pretty crafty. Yeah. I just yeah. So that's uh so we could be seeing Jory and in, in those types of events and then play it by ear. Um I think that's what you'll probably see. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean I want to see it out of a lot of guys. It's gonna be awesome. It'll be interesting. What a great rule change. It is so great. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be so fun this year. Um mm-hmm. uh, Okay, so Folk wins, Keeter wins gold, ninety seven kilogram champion, dominated his guy. Um got the pinfall yeah. there we could probably show that as well yeah um, he, he's really good uh man i'm if he's really that good at football as good as people are saying i will be fascinated to see how much wrestling he actually does i mean we we haven't seen anyone really do both sports at the same time for uh for kind of a long while um and you know obviously i don't think there's been a football player who's been on this level who's tried to do both so it'll be interesting to see how that works out. Yeah. Um, this is where we need Bracky to give us the, the full rundown of <laughs> Call him up. Of, of his prospects. As a football I heard he's player. a five-star recruit is what I've heard. Oh, my gosh. That's not good. There's not many of those. That's that's not really? like – Yeah, that's that's insane. Um, I, that's why I feel like the, the perception around Keeter as a wrestler has really changed this week because – for the longest time, it was like, all right, well, this guy's really good, but you know, how much will we see him if he's a football player? To now, it's a junior world champ. There are not a lot of those walking around, and yeah. and he's absolutely a threat. He, you know, I was talking to Andy Hamilton last night, and he's like, man, Keeter is getting in the conversation of potentially one of the best Iowa products to ever come out of the state. And think about who's come out of that state. Like he's going to end up being yeah. a, a four timer that started as a freshman at 160 pounds and has won it that weight and then and then progressively gotten bigger and just dominated throughout his career um just as a wrestler alone he's one of the best prospects out of one of the most tradition tradition rich states and he's also got all these other sports where he's like one of the best in the state it's it's the other put other sports or is it just football because you guys keep saying other sports but i haven't heard anything about football he's all state also in baseball track Jeez Louise! Last year, last year after the Fargo finals, he jumped in the car and like his parents drove him through the night so that he could play baseball in his like state quarterfinal game or something. Like Damn. the guy is, yeah, he's certified freak. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So he's gonna have. I mean, how do you if you're if you're a five star recruit going to Iowa to be a tight end where they've like you know they've had success there as a program. You're looking at a potential NFL career. You've got to really freaking love wrestling. Um, yeah. Because I, I just don't know how you do both at a high level, which this guy's not going to want to be some, you know, he's not going to want to do it halfway either way. I don't know how you go all the way for both. I know you can now, but like at <laughs> yeah. some, like yeah. college football is a different, different sort of thing. College wrestling is a different sort of thing. How do you? And is there an example of this ever being melded into where that's what the, the athlete has successful success at both? Like, there's always like a conversation, like, oh, will Adam Kuhn go out for the team, or will Mason Paris play football, or like Mako yeah. went out for the team? But like, 
it never happened for both. Yeah. Like in a Marco went out the team after his college wrestling career. Yes. So I don't, you know, I don't know. Uh... This, so this this article I'm reading right now says it says he's a high four star who has a chance of becoming a five star. Okay. So if he has another fantastic year and keeps improving the way he did, he'll be a five star linebacker. Oh, I thought he I thought he was his tight end skills that he he's was. A, uh, he has everything you look for in a linebacker. The only problem is he plays in Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? I don't think he. I probably not very good at football good or something. I don't know. Oh, 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 oh. This, this wow. is from Tom Lemming, who I guess is a uh, he's a really important recruiter or something like that. It also said when you commit early, it cuts down on your star power. That's kind of interesting because obviously in wrestling it doesn't happen, but wrestling, I guess. Football is interesting because in wrestling, it's simple. You get to see the dudes wrestle each other, so you know who's better. In football, to the linebacker in Iowa, how are you going to compare them to a linebacker in California? It's kind of impossible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. So, yeah, not that, not a five-star. There's very few of those. Well, this huh. is from this is from May May of this year. Veteran recruiting analyst. Yeah, we're probably looking at the same article. Hawk fanatic. Yep. Yeah. Um, Oh yeah. Well, it's interesting because I thought he was a tight end. Well, I don't know. I don't follow college football or high school football. Um, Jeez. Yeah. Who knows what he's gonna do? I mean, the, the word on the street for Junior Worlds is that he practiced six times, like between the trials. And I I heard this that and, from someone. What? Also. Yeah, and so like if it's like you well, said yesterday, it, Christian, didn't you? Yeah, but yeah, but we were talking about yesterday. But it's like if you're if you're asking if it's like if the question is how does he go all in. It's like, well, right now he doesn't really have to, and he's a junior world champ. Like he's not, he's he's, when it comes to competing and when it comes to like being, being all in in competition, like competition yeah. and like I don't know, but he's not, he's he doesn't have to right well, now. Hold on, what's he yeah. been doing then? Who, who's the other huge kid Playing at football. this weight class that I want to see him battle? Mm -hmm. I what? guess it is August. What Ben? Who's the other really big kid at this weight that's good? He's an uh, Indiana kid, Christian right? Carroll. He's on the Greco team here. Have these have these dudes battled? Not since Fargo last year. They uh, they met in the um, in the Fargo finals. Carroll beat him, and we, you know that's a match that we really wanted. At who's number one? Ben Keeter talked about it in his interview with JD. He um, he he talked to his football coach about it, and and you know his football coach was was like, hey, you know, go be number one, go figure it out. But um, you know he talked to Coach Brands, and Coach Brands was like, well, it's it's uh, football season. Just focus on football. It's it's like Iowa City versus Ames High football game so it's like a rivalry oh, game. Oh, it's a big one. Yeah, so it's a it's a you know, it's a rivalry game or whatever. So that's kind of that's where he's at right now, but um that would obviously be be about as big a match as you can make in high school wrestling right now. Dang. So hopefully we'll get to see yeah. it again soon. I know they I know both those guys want that match. Yeah, I said they probably don't uh Iowa City I feel like doesn't really travel that much during the season, so maybe hard to Find somewhere that they'll both be at, unfortunately. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll make it happen, you know? Yeah, maybe. that'd be awesome. We'll see. Okay, so good job, Ben Keeter. Um, we already talked about the Buzakis. Man, this Nick Feldman, uh, the guy, the Iranian. Did you watch this match, Ben? We, we watched this live. We watched it together. Oh, that's right. I'm yeah, offended. You blocked it out of your mind. I did. I literally died. I blacked out. That was so bad. I mean, not. I oh, can't even be down. mad at like Nick. It's like the, man. The scoring highlight condenses into thirty nine seconds, and it's a t it's a tough thirty nine seconds to watch. Oh uh, man. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's just uh, like not a deal. In, until Feldman fully grows into the weight, th these kind of heavies are going to give him. Problems. I don't know. I was looking at him, and it you know it's like sometimes when you say fill in, you see a, a guy who has you know big hands and big shoulders, and they're kind of gangly. And Feldman, it. Kind of feels like he's already like big and strong and filled out a little yeah. bit. I mean, I feel like I don't feel like he's gonna grow that much more. I mean, you know, Kyle Snyder won NCAA titles at two hundred and twenty-five pounds, two hundred thirty pounds. It's it's doable. Yeah. But man, do I see Feldman getting thirty pounds bigger? No, not really. No, but he could he could he could gain, you know, maybe. Five ten more pounds, but get way stronger be, in the process, yeah, get right? Way stronger. Get in a college yeah, room, uh, mm -hmm. just do bicep curls with Bo Jordan. Yeah, that would the be other you on your thing. Kind of like you. I mean, I think you just said this about um, 
maybe Bray said it about Buzakis. Uh, when you're not in a lot of competitive matches, when you're just so much better than someone, um, you're used to just steamrolling them and you don't have to have tactics to like slow down the match. And so, for example, when we watched this match together, I kept saying, if he just freaking like grabs his wrists, um, and he he never he never made contact with the wrist, but if he just grabs the wrist, he's going to shut down the under. This is what I did to Quentin Wright, right? I know Quentin Wright's going to try to underhook me, so I'm like I'm just going to grab his wrist, and then he can't do it. You know, it's pretty simple. Um, but they've never had to use that tactic against a bigger man mm-hmm. um, because he's usually just so much better than people, so he doesn't develop those things. So maybe you know this year in college he can he can develop certain tactics when he's overmatched initially. You know, grab a wrist, pull on him. Um, there's a few other things. The toe step high single is elite for wrestling a bigger guy. Um, they maybe will call you, but most likely they will not. Great yeah. move for big guys because they can't sprawl on you. Yes, indeed. Um, all right, some some talk about um, some other wrestlers who played football well. Carlton Hasselrig, yeah. literally one of the greatest heavyweight wrestlers in collegiate history, played for the mm-hmm. Steelers. Um, he, he played, so he played college football also, but he was at a D two college program. Yes, mm-hmm. Pitt Johnstone. By the way, Audrey Jimenez is up on Matt number Ooh. C. Matt number C. Letter C. Wow. Um, oh right, there it was. Come back. Wait, what? Oh, um, I'm gonna click over there also. Oh, she's losing. Okay, down just one zero. It's all right. Okay. And she gave up 2 0. Where's where's Audrey Jimenez from, guys? Arizona, Sunnyside. Oh. Roman Bravo Young's high school. Nice. So yep. Stephen Neal, it, am I remembering correctly, or did he not play football until he never played football. Never played football. <laughs> this dude was all pro, never did the sport. No. Until college. What a monster. Until no, after he didn't college. Play, he didn't until after college, college, yeah. 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 Uh oh. This is yeah. a this is a strong uh opponent mm-hmm. from Poland. So right now in a f- short offense, but Audrey fights out of it, comes up with underhook. Good job. She's only down two. And up mm-hmm. as a pair of ones at that. So be all right. Got to get out of these control ties. Oh, Josh Hokett in the NFL, as John Veal pointed out. Yep. Mm, um, there you go. I kind of forgot he was he's all American in the wrestling. NFL. I knew he was like getting looks. Yeah. Is he still playing? Yeah, I don't know. Josh Hokett, football player. Um, I think he's on the Niners. All right. Yeah. Oh, it looks like he's there a free agent though. Oh. Well, he made anyway. He made the oh, NFL. No. Uh, oh no! Don't get no, pinned. Don't get it's pinned. It's not good. Dang it! Oh jeez. We're in trouble. Yeah, oh, we got off our back. It's only two. It's only down four. These, I keep these Polish one. women are tough. They got a lot of tough women in the UFC. Are they good at women's wrestling, or, or am I? This is, They're this certainly strong. One. This is a strong <laughs> young lady. Yeah. Yeah, she looks really big for the weight. While we while we're talking through this team race, it's looking a little more bleak not, than it was this time good. last uh, yesterday. We're not down eight, but our max total is significantly less. We need we need Iran to lose a lot of their their medal matches. Yep. We got to win a lot of ours. Yeah. Um, Ooh. Audrey in deep on a single, coming go. out the back door. Got to beat this far ankle. Classic Polish far ankle scramble. We've, been, we've seen this. Oh, we could oh, have her in some oh, trouble. She's, get her. she's her. getting her here. She's going to pin her here. Uh, oh, yeah, look, she's look. Her. She's done. Yes. At the fall. At the pin, fall. baby. Hey. All right. Hey. Here we go. Into the finals. Let's go. You can see you T- Tony Leon's her coach in the back. He's He was RBY's coach, too. He's going nuts. Man, that's awesome. So she's mm-hmm. in the finals. Yep. Thank you. Yeah. That's awesome. She she wrestled at U seventeen Worlds and just like it just looked off. Like I don't know if it was a weight cut that went wrong or just what, but she didn't look. She just she lost her first match and just looked like not herself. But uh, you no. know, I think she'll probably take being in the Junior World Finals over. Uh, Heck yeah, U seventeen. Oh, she she was still U seventeen eligible this year. Yeah, yeah, she made both teams. Yep. Yeah. Classic. Impressive. Very impressive. Good job, Audrey. That's exciting. Okay, so thing Japan has all their girls in the semifinals. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that doesn't what sound right. Hey, team race, we're um we're actually down we're down twelve. So oh yeah, so we need to win every match, and we need Iran to lose every match. Okay, that's not good. Yeah, yeah. Japan has a five weights. They have four in the semis, and one's already made the finals. 
Okay. And I think only four weights have gone today, right? No, well, five. Is, it's five. five, there's, five there's four just, semis and one in the finals. Yeah, they, oh, they I have not saying. lost a match. They have also won every, every match. Okay. Um, Jeez well, Louise. They're really good. They're really good. Okay, so we're probably not going to win on the junior side. We're still a valiant <laughs> effort from a really young team uh, on the men's side, so that's okay. It's unfortunate that Rush is not here and we couldn't win, but, man, really young squad and uh, a lot more wrestling to be done. I mean, it's crazy that, that Keeter has another year of, of high school. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Monster. And then on the, on the women's side, you know, Audrey's, Audrey Jimenez is the, the one on the front side, and I don't know, I don't think anybody's actually getting pulled back in or has the ability to get pulled back in. Could be could be one yeah. of them, but not great. Sure. But our, the, the, the girls that are going tomorrow, I think we're pretty optimistic about. Katie Gomez, U17 world champ. Um, and then, and then uh, Amita Lore is, you know, she's, she's won at a couple different age levels. So yeah. those are a couple women that I think we're pretty, pretty excited about. And then obviously the rest of the team should do well too. Yes, indeed. Okay. So, um, that was cool. We, we didn't talk about Mitchell yet. That was a really disappointing final. And, uh, I was thinking about this. I don't want to, I don't want to critique his performance too much. Uh, because I haven't been able to talk at length with him yet. We texted back and forth, so I'm gonna I'm gonna save that till if you remind me next week. I will talk about it. But I, okay. I don't want him to hear it on radio first before I talk to him face to face. Yeah, yeah. There were a couple. Um, if you haven't watched, it just Not bad great. start to the match, and just like it just it really seemed. If you watch that match, you're like, man, he's he's clearly right there with this guy, and probably in a different circumstance could beat him. Got down six zero, and the mm. number of like times I felt like he was close to a takedown or close to scores and ended up with nothing was so so many like he would get in deep on a shot and the guy would just like that do was so so good with his like shin wizard limp leg that those types limp of leg. He was yeah really good like in really deep and the guy just like basically turn what looks like he's just turning around and then Mitchell like doesn't have the leg anymore it was really strange I'm sure probably a feel that I would imagine Mitchell hadn't had before because it was yeah. really unique the way he was getting out but man still a heck of a run by by him uh, is this yeah. his last year of juniors probably nope. no, Ooh, one not. more year yeah i mean ge generally unless uh you know like unless someone does a double holdback um they're gonna have a year in college and if they're younger they're gonna have two years of college of junior yeah. eligibility so it's it's pretty rare that someone would not have junior eligibility once they go to college. So he'll have one year left. Cool. Yeah. If I mean, if 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 the plan is for him to stay in redshirt, I would love to know. I don't, I'm not familiar enough with Cal Baptist schedule to know like some of the big places we may see him. Um, do you know Ben where like some of the targets? Uh, were, I know they went to Reno, Reno and Vegas last year. Um, okay. I don't know where else, but you know I think those would be two really good ones. But then you know like I said I'll, I'll probably recommend to him. I have I have already that he find you know he goes international a few times so he gets these to your point yeah i i can't give him the feel that guy gave him yesterday then there's not a lot of people who are that good with those type of uh hip flexibility and knee flexibility like you got to go get those feels so yeah go go international get those feels a few times it's important why don't we have that over here Maybe it's because the lack of emphasis on, on sparring or something. I mean, the the other one I think about just from um, uh, what happens in matches. This and this wouldn't be in practice, but obviously what happens in matches that affects practice is they call those situations potentially dangerous so freaking fast, like way before the knee or hip is ever in danger that it's like almost not worth being good at because if you're good at it, they're just gonna call it potentially dangerous. You know what I'm saying? Whereas international level, it's, it's significantly more rare. They did, I think, one time yesterday, maybe call it potentially dangerous. But in America, if the knee is even moving slightly outside the hip joint, um, for almost all kids, it's it never it's not really an issue for the really really high majority of them. Um, but they'll call it potentially. I mean, even on, even when think about when someone's trying to shelf a leg, they call that potentially dangerous sometimes. Yeah, it's crazy. It, it's not. It's not potential. You you can't get hurt. And if you were to feel a little bit of pain, you would just kind of turn down and open your hip 
and then you'd obviously be in a, a worse wrestling position, but you would not be in pain anymore, you know? So I think that probably would be a big reason as to why, um, you know, it's not as popular. Yeah. And I think we are like, um, not just with the knee stuff, but like, just like the, the kick outs and like limp leg stuff is where I feel like, man, you just don't see that a lot of it dom- domestically. I, th- I think where is you it? are seeing a little bit more is like, I think we are getting a little more proficient at like kickouts and stuff like Dayton oh, is yeah. like amazing yeah. there. Um, yeah. So maybe there's been like a few limp leg guys like uh, um, you know Kerry Collette obviously of was course. really good there. Corey Koopman had some really tricky stuff there. So there's been like some guys. Marsteller I feel like is pretty darn good there. You know there's some guys. It's just yeah, it's not something we see a lot of. Yeah, yeah. But still a great performance, I'm sure. Uh, when he looks back on it, he maybe he won't be happy, but he should be pretty satisfied um, with his performance. Do we want to get to a couple questions or any other Junior World stuff? Like, what's what's coming up? Yeah, tee up what's coming up this next session, I guess. All right, so next session we have medal matches, and I mean it's got it's got to go perfect for Team USA. So that's not completely out of the question, but but unlikely that we're going to win there. Um, we have. Three guys going for medals uh, at the three upper weights. So we've got Bennett Berge. He's wrestling for gold. And then a couple guys wrestling for bronze. Jackson Smith, who won a Rabishaj match this morning to make it into that bronze match. And then Nick Feldman will also wrestle for bronze. So we still have the opportunity to, to bring back a bunch of medals today. Three more by um, by going 3-0. and oh. Uh, oh, the other medal match we, I don't think we talked about yet is the Vince Cornella match from yesterday. Oh, yeah. Did you get a chance to watch that one, Ben? I did not. I it, I just put it on my computer, but I haven't watched all the way through it. It was a man. It was so. It was it was a lot, a couple situations that were really close back and forth, and the match actually ended with a challenge. And and the you know the way they called it on the mat, Cornella won, and then they went back and reviewed it, and he ended up losing six six on criteria. So Uh-oh. that was a little bit heartbreaking. What, what do you think? Do you think it was the right call or the wrong call? I'm not, well, I'm not I, find it right I thought that he. Sh- I thought that Cornella should have had a takedown earlier. And then I thought when they, the points they gave to Japan after they reversed the the call were, were right, but I think they missed a takedown earlier. But it was one of those really interesting Ooh, situations uh, where Cornella basically pulls the Japanese opponent into yeah. he's he's seated, and whether there's a takedown or not, it's not clear. Um, the camera angle didn't help either. But then Cornella gets a him. gets a trap trap arm gets the exposure, so they give him two there, and then his, the Japanese opponent. Grabs that arm, is able to expose Cornella. I wasn't um, mad at the call. I didn't think it was that bad. Yeah, I, my, so, you know, and we've got we've got it right here. Yeah, they, they go two, two, and one is is the official call. Yeah, I mean that is a position where. Um, can we pause one second, guys? Just say one thing. Oh wait, not really. Right. This is the yeah. We're um, starting from the beginning, so we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, no, there's just some uh, man. Sometimes I was what matches I watching this morning. I think it was Audrey Jimenez match maybe. Where sometimes if they're on one leg and the opponent hits their butt, they call two so fast. Or I was complaining about that Mitchell match where they call two so fast. But this, you know, something like this where he's seated behind him and they, they won't call two. Because I think what you're saying, Bray, is you could have seen a two for Cornella and then another two for the turn, right? Is that yes. what you're saying? Yes. And, and yeah, I see that. I see what you're saying there because, yeah, it's like... Um, you know, he was he was locked hands behind him, and they're both sitting. And this I, one right here, they give Japan a takedown for this when Cornella still has this leg hook. They gave they leg. had given him that two already, which I don't I don't I don't understand that call either. Um, yeah, so it feels like uh, I mean, and, and if you read the the EWW rulebook, I feel like the takedown is not super clearly defined. Um, there's definitely some ambiguity there, so, so here's, <laughs> they can make that a little more clear. Scenario. Yep. yep, this is it. So the reason yeah. I don't know if it's t- so his legs in between. But now his right, butt's on right the mat. Right there, where his butt's on the mat. That that's where. Yeah, that's where I would say. And then he gets exposure. So I I see your argument for sure. Where he could yeah. be. his butt was definitely on the mat. It could go too. And his butt his butt's on the mat, and he's fully chest on back, which is you know fully behind the person. Yeah. yeah. So to me, that's that's it's seven. Four, then Japan reaches back, gets the exposure. I think it's seven six, but um, and then get back on top, so it'd be and it would end. Oh yeah, eight six. Yep. Yeah, yeah, definitely a goofy, tough call to make. All right, let's go to some questions. Um, Oh, we didn't say. I was just wanted to say who's wrestling in medal matches. We got Jackson Smith going for medal match, Um, and then and then uh, 
Feldman's going for bronze. Yeah. Yeah. Bergie for gold. Yes. Um, so tune in. What time for that? That's going to start at in just just under an hour. So am, 10, right? 10 o'clock. Central I really love the uh, hey they yesterday. I remember last year they were running only a singular mat yeah. for the metal matches. And it would take forever. And they actually had two matches yesterday. It was so much better. It's nice. Yes. Okay. Some questions. I don't know if this is on the table, but I'm going to ask it. If Ridge Love it goes 141 this coming season, is he the favorite to win it? Yes. Yeah. Is he going 141? That's what I don't know. But it was it was the question from Dark Killer 175. Okay. Which well, that's, uh, we don't want to ask that question. I don't know if that's actual uh, Cannibals um, secondary, you know, less uh, vicious Twitter handle. But either way, I mean, we haven't heard from actual Cannibal in a while, which yeah. makes me think Twitter we should jail. probably check the. Yeah, he could be in. He could be in jail. Maybe he got. Maybe he got sick. Maybe he got him to some bad human flesh. <laughs> yeah, it could, it could have happened. Oh God! It could be spoiled. Spoiled yeah. flesh. I. I think. Man, I don't know if it's in the. T- I don't know if it's on the table for Ridge to go forty-one. I don't know what that would do for their lineup either. Um, Who is their one forty-one? It was Chad Red last year. Yes. I, so he's I don't out. Know. Put I mean, him in forty-one. Let's go. This is a guy who's wrestled 70 kilos. Like, I, I don't know. He, he may have just outgrown it. He may yeah. have just been like. He did wrestle 133, though. I know. <laughs> That's true. He did. And then he went up two weights. That was so weird that year because, remember, we didn't even think he was going to wrestle that year. And then he made the Big Ten finals when he beat Murin at 149. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then the next mm-hmm. year he's at the finals. Yeah, I think I don't see him going down personally. But if he did, yeah. I think you would have to say he's the favorite right now which is what yes. he did last year gave yanni his toughest match so yeah i don't know um hey there's a there's a question on here that i want to ask because i don't know the answer and i was uh, i was put off a little bit because i'm like damn it why is mitchell still at 19 on the big board and then i realized the big board was the one thing you guys did not update yep. um since june and so uh but it's why isn't ben keeter on here and I maybe because he lost to Christian Carroll, I guess, last year is what you're saying, but well, I don't really know. I mean, so Ben Keeter, he beat Christian Carroll. Or sorry, he lost to Christian Carroll last year in Fargo. And then his wins, you know, domestically are like Martin Cosgrove, who's good, but not, you know, not not super, super, you know, top of the list. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, Noah Pettigrew. He, Noah Pettigrew was like really the one ranked opponent he had both at the Open and the Trials. And so he beat him yep. three times. Um, those just, you know. I actually like, was not impressed with Noah, Noah Pedigree. I watched one of those matches, and I, I think he, if I remember correctly, Keter kind of gave him the beat down. Yeah, and it's another. I mean, he's another guy who's who's good, but it's just like I don't know. In those upper weights, he just hasn't had the the volume of like tons and tons and tons of ranked wins. Um, he did beat Gavin Nelson. That's a really good win. Uh, so I'm but sure just, you guys are going to put him way higher now, right? He won a junior world title. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Especially when the, I mean, the when the class comes out and it's and it's uh, twenty twenty three people in there, for sure, mm. the way up. The, yeah. Right. Yep. Okay. Um, what would wait? Ozzy Man Strong Boy update. Is his stomach feeling better? Uh yeah, he's he, he's good. You know what he did yesterday? I was at the wrestling academy coaching, and he was like playing around or something and then he came in with the shirt off and said, dad if you take your shirt off it makes you stronger take your shirt off right now <laughs> and i'm like ah that's funny but no he's also <laughs> right he's right uh, he's right yeah he's right oh for sure take your shirt off then christian let's go <laughs> hey listen yeah maybe i will um <laughs> yeah the real avery lynch wanted to know caleb and ozzy's walkout songs i know i know what ozzy's is for sure what and it's it's super it's so hopefully uh we play this maybe when he's getting married it'll be super embarrassing he loves this song that's on transformers called the touch it's so it's such an embarrassing 80s song <laughs> i think it's called i think it's called you've got the touch is that what it's called because he always grabs he grabs the alexa my kids fight over the alexa you know and they say yeah. play whatever i think it's called you got the touch from transformers he freaking loves it i don't know what caleb's would be um yep You've got the touch by Stan Bush. That's what it is for sure. Stan Bush. Stan Bush. I wish Shane was here right now. <laughs> yeah, Stan Bush. <laughs> <laughs> hey, where is Shane? It's Wednesday. I know. We still haven't got to ask him about Roadhouse. He couldn't come on. 
What's his problem? I don't know. I'm gonna text and tell him to stop ducking us. He's not ducking. That that he's I ducking. Heard. Yeah, I don't think so. What you don't know Caleb's walkout song? He's gotta have one. I mean, I don't know what it would be, honestly. Like he does he does not like music very much. He doesn't like listening to it. The only songs he listens to are like joke songs. Like there's this uh <laughs> uh this chicken wing song. It's <laughs> like I don't oh my know. god, there's some funny ones. There's one called Pancake Robot that my daughters like. Yeah, uh, it's hilarious. Have you ever heard the Big Mean Kitty? Another joke song. I don't know that song. Huh. They all love that. That was actually so there's not like a lot of songs where they can all like kind of get behind, you know, where they don't battle over the, the Alexa. Uh, but Big Mean Kitty, that was a good one for a little bit where they didn't fight. They're all like, Yeah, Big Mean Kitty. Yeah, I could see him coming out to this chicken wing song. It's like chicken wing, okay. chicken wing, hot dog and bologna, chicken macaroni, chilling with my I never homies. heard that I heard, one. No, I, but, yeah. Yeah. Come I on, mean, walk on out. That's me good. either. Me either. But oh, it's, it's, hey, it's I also had an update for you guys on Roadhouse. Okay. So my, my good friend, Cody Crocker, who wrestled with me for a little bit at Mizzou, um, he sent me this. He said, I heard you talking about the movie Roadhouse at FRL. The setting for the movie was Jasper, Missouri, which is about 40 miles from where I grew up. My dad told me he played Honky Tonks like the one in Roadhouse that had chicken wire around the stage to keep the band from getting involved in fights and having shit thrown at them in the late 70s. Apparently, places like this really did exist. Wow. Okay. I know. All right. It's legendary. Yeah, I still haven't watched it. Um, it's good to know oh, now. my it's God. Basically Take time off work today and go watch Roadhouse. This is a work oh, assignment, Christian Piles. We need your take on, F- on FRL tomorrow. All right, all right, all right. I'm gonna follow it tomorrow. I really want to do it with uh, have the uh, breakdown with Shane. But oh my god, yes. I do too. And I'm sure so I won't like the movie or like just think it's ridiculous, and he'll think it's, it's the it's coolest. It's so thing. ridiculous. I bet he loves Bloodsport a lot too. Think oh, also movie. ridiculous. Great movie. <laughs> yeah, we should just have honestly. We should have like an '80s movie uh, a week with Shane that we talk about. Oh my god, you know, that'd be so much fun. Have you seen Commando with with Arnold? Mm, I don't remember oh, that one. He's got so many hilarious one-liners in in that one. <laughs> it, it's amazing. It's like peak Arnold, height of his powers. Um, yeah, it's great. Um, yeah. Okay. Sad, sad. I haven't seen that one. All right. Um, well, let's go. Let's call it. That's call it. it. You're giving That's up it. already. Take your shirt off already, so you're stronger. Like <laughs> And yeah, maybe maybe one of these shows I'll I'll, I'll 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 disrobe. Until then, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow with David and Ben, and hopefully some more Junior World Champions and accolades to discuss. Until then, have a great Wednesday. See you next time. Goodbye.